Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Max and Juan Cast live show. Max, how you doing, my brother? I'm doing good for a Wednesday, bro. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I think I finally got over the Raiders loss. It looks like <laughs> in here, and it sounds like you got over the Eagles loss. I'm, it's I'm probably, okay. We're, we're probably going to dig up, you know, some feelings right now going over these games, doing the pickums. But we have to, man. We love football way too goddamn much. We love doing the show, and we love entertaining you guys, bro. So welcome to the live show, man. But can't start it without the intro, bro. Let's get it. man feeling good feeling great um welcome everybody to the show man today we're gonna be doing our pickums like always this is a little sneak peek i didn't want to show that too soon i just wanted to get up the <laughs> the tab that's that's about it stream yard doing me dirty right now it'll blow your little uh, one welcome mike and mike Mike on the mic, should I say? Wow, he's on the hashtag Bills Mafia. Yo, Mike, my my guy. I know we haven't talked, you know, Zoom, should I say, face to face in a while, but um, I gotta absolutely love your reactions on Instagram, bro. You know, he's a he's a Charger fan, one of the one and only out there, Max. Yeah, one of the few out there. All right, but um, as you know. We sent them home packing. So I just want to congratulate you on a great season from the Chargers. But, I mean, I seen you crying in the shower, dude. I am so proud of my team of beating the Chargers, bro. I just want to say that. But he's been hitching his his wagon, Max, on, like, every team that's not the Raiders. He was going with the Cowboys last week. You know how that ended. All right, he jinxed Oof. the Cowboys. So he thinks he has this jinx going on. So this week he's going with the Chiefs. So hopefully his jinx continues. <laughs> Let's hope. Uh, welcome Art- Arturo, one of my old co-workers, man. He's going Raiders. He's mad, dude. He's an Eagle fan like you. His team is out of the playoffs. So welcome everybody to the show man if you guys are new go ahead and hit that subscribe button hit that like button comment down below uh whatever you thinking about the divisional round because we got some great matchups last time we seen you guys was on sunday night and the rams and the cardinals didn't play yet so me and max just wanted to give our brief uh thoughts on the game i mean it was an ass whooping i i text max today i said I don't really have much to say about the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, excuse me, the L.A. Rams. The L.A. Rams did their thing. Like, they won. They ran the ball like crazy. I want to get your thoughts, Max, on the Arizona Cardinals. 
on how bad they looked, what the, what direction should they go, just overall thoughts. So this year, Juan was Cliff's third year in Arizona with Kyler. They started off what seven and zero, eight and zero, something like that. They started off team on fire, team to beat in the NF- NFC. And just like the second half of their season, they showed in the playoff game why we cannot trust them. Why Cliff Kingsbury's gone eight and eighteen in the second half of his career, like in the second half of seasons. I mean, one, I wasn't surprised the Rams kicked that ass, but just how putrid the Arizona Cardinals looked. And there was this point in the at the end of the first half where they didn't even try to like go down and score. They were just like, "We're done." And I saw someone mention this, just like. How how as a team does that look? If you don't even want to fight, your head coach don't want to fight. And I'm sorry, like where's the assholeness in Kyler? You always talk about Derek Carr's too nice a guy. Yeah. Where's Kyler Murray cussing out O line and cussing out <laughs> the receivers? Like, hey, we're gonna win this game. Like, where's the Tom Brady fire from Kyler? <laughs> like, I wish I saw. I feel like Kyler. We were critical of him last year. Remember the last game where he just was yeah. looking on the sideline? And I was like, bro, you got to go out there and play hurt. I'm laughing. I'm laughing, Max, is because. On the Manning cast last night, Russell Wilson was one of the guests. And he was, I guess they asked him, like, what would you be saying to your team right now if you're in Kyler's situation? He was like, I'll be in the guy's face on the sideline telling them we're still in this, guys. Like, let's go having some faith. They cut the camera to Kyler, bro. Straight up nothing. On the bench, just like, we fucking suck. I think you always talk about how coaches – have personality traits passed on to their teams, right? Like if your team is like a grinder, like if the coach is a grinder, the team's a grinder. What does it say about Cliff Kingsbury one? That when the going gets tough, he, they don't get going. And that's that's what I left this game from. And Kyler made the worst throw in NFL history almost. I want to say like it's top five worst decisions and throws. The underhand lollipop for a pick six that went one yard. Right. That was awful. It's just it's it was just a nightmare for them, bro. A nightmare if tough. you're an Arizona fan. It's just a nightmare if you like Kyler, if you like Cliff. And I mean, going into year four, I mean, Cliff's ass is on the hot seat now. It's gonna get real hot in Arizona. Look, you got to look at Steve Klein, the GM. This is if Cliff is gone, he'll be on his fourth coach. Bruce Arians kind of fell in his lap, essentially. Uh, Steve Wilkes hiring for one year, absolute David disaster. Dave Cully, yeah, right the there. David yeah. Cully of that year, and then Cliff Kingsbury, who I think is on the hot seat. I would agree with you, Max, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got fired. Like, still, I know it's been a couple of days, and it's probably not going to happen, but it will not surprise me at all if he got fired. And it's it's tough, man, because I really do feel like Kyler should be held accountable. <laughs> Can you click just my much- comment real quick? What, what is it? Let the me see. Shortest pick six in playoff history. <laughs> Get it? Oh, I know. Money. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, and we we bring up Murray. I I just feel like. I don't think Murray's getting enough criticism as he should. I think right now, as memorabilia is saying, like the scapegoat right now is Cliff Kingsbury, which I don't like. Yeah, he definitely like deserves 
some criticism of you know the the bad start the the bad finishes the last two years but kyler murray when it comes down to it i think his hype plays in the factor bro like last night i really seen it or or monday night monday night i really seen it with his height like it really affected the game and i just felt like he got overwhelmed now there's so many other things that you can throw at it. First playoff game, you know they were no, out. DeAndre Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins out. All, all the above, bro. But this is what year three max mm-hmm. of Kyler Murray. This guy's on a rookie contract. You know he's going into the season where you're already starting to think of: Is this guy a max quarterback? And the fact that you're putting it all on Cliff Kingsbury, you got to look at Kyler Murray and be careful that you don't pay this guy all this fucking money and you're not certain that he's an elite quarterback. It scares the shit out of me if I'm a GM or owner, whoever the case is, for the Cardinals in general. And that's what you got to look at because by by this time, like by year three, you kind of got to know like this guy is good or not. You can't be in the middle of things. You got to know. There's no question, though, he's good. There's no question that Kyler Murray's good. But oftentimes, and I, we've talked about this a lot, elite talent is a different thing than an elite player. Tom Brady's an elite quarterback. He sliced and diced the Eagles. Joe Burrow's an elite quarterback. In big games, these dudes come out to play. And Kyler, he didn't come out to play. I understand it's a lot on him. But this is one of the most talented quarterbacks we have in the terms of physical traits. And I just looked up their height. Russell Wilson's 5'11". It says Kyler's 5'10". But, man, there's never been a big game where I was like, man, Russell Wilson looks tiny out there. He looks scared. And I understand the different body types like Russ is built. But Kyler is just like he's small. And what the Rams do when they kept him in the pocket and then they swallowed him up. And it was just like maybe. And I don't know if you saw this one. He looked like hesitant to run, and yeah. I've been reading stuff like towards the second half of the year, his run attempts always go down, and maybe that's just like 180 pound guy getting smashed week in and week out. And he's like, week one, one, you're like, damn, I haven't been touched all year. I feel good. And week 15, you're like, damn, my my shoulder's sore. I don't want to get hit. And part of what makes Kyler so dynamic is his running, and it just doesn't seem like he had much chances to run, and he was timid to run. And I understand the Rams are a great team. But Kyler's a great player, and when you're a great player, you get held to a great expectation. And like we, me and you said, the end of last year and the end of this year are alarming yeah. when it comes to extending the sky. What are you going to give him? $500 million? Exactly. What are you do? That's what I'm saying. It's scary to think about. And you asked me this question in October. I think everyone around the NFL circle is like, what kind of fucking question is that? Kyler Murray's an MVP candidate. Like, he's a top 10 quarterback, no doubt. You pay him that money. But this is a full NFL season. This is why we go through the whole season, Max. It's for situations like this. Guys can look good. You got your Carolina Panthers. You got your Kyler Murrays and the Arizona Cardinals. But it's how you finish. And it's how you play in big games. This is Kyler Murray's first big game since college. Playoff game. And he folded to me. So I'm not I'm going to finish this off in saying I'm out on Cliff. <laughs> I'm out on Cliff for sure. I'm on the edge on Kyler. I'm yeah. not going to lie. 
So I'm when you edge. were week weeks one through seven with Kyler was like, damn, next coming, and now you're like, yes, is it coming? And real quick, big shout out to Mike and Mike on the sports and memorabilia for just being great in the chat right now. I just want to say that he's yeah. making me laugh. If he doesn't get paid, does he go play baseball? Low key, I think Kyler could be a Darren Sproles one. I think he could be that type <laughs> of guy. That's just how talented he is physically. What's going on, East Coast? Welcome to the show, bro. Appreciate hey, up, you dropping East? by. Definitely a fully <laughs> player. Bro, Kyler ain't going back to baseball. Come on, stop that. He should, though. I mean, this is a guy that could have been a He's fucking... first round pick in both. I mean, what do you yeah. want from the guy? Who's the guy, Max, that I kept on saying during the World Series that was like Kyler Murray on the on the Braves? The little oh, short Ozzy Albies? Yeah, like, dude, like, that was Kyler Murray in the fucking <laughs> in the MLB playoffs this year. McVay now 6-1 and one versus Kingsbury. That ain't getting it done, one. That ain't getting That's it not. It's not, dude. It's really. Like, what scares me is, like, all, all throughout the years, it's like ever since Russell Wilson's came in the league, everyone's like, these short quarterbacks, these short quarterbacks, like, ah, it doesn't matter. Like, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson. It's fine. They can see over the line. Like it's 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 cool. But last on Monday night, it really showed like I think this guy's a little bit too small right now. And it was the first time I ever thought that. Like his size, he was at a disadvantage. Well, I think that and, one in his attitude was small. It wasn't like, yo, when yeah. it's a big game, I get I play the best best out here. And it's just like honestly, would would you call the Cardinals a soft team? Definitely soft. Definitely I've, soft. I mean, I feel like that's a personality trait of the coach, and I would say Kyler's kind of a soft quarterback. I mean, yeah. not like Mahomes is some dog, but like he ain't afraid to get hit, and I feel like Kyler was afraid to get hit. You know what, though? One of the big things about them that really turned our opinion on them, and I think everyone else, was, hey, can they have a legit run game? You know, last year they have the quarterback option. They're like, even you were saying that you were an advocate of this. Like, oh, those are fake fucking yards. Like, yeah, they're number one in rushing, but they're gimmicky. I love seeing the inside ball. zone and outside zone. And yeah. Well, this year was a different runs. story. It was James Conner. Like, if you want to talk about any sort of sign that they're physical, James Conner was that fucking guy that made him physical. But down the stretch, he got hurt. He was injured. Edmonds was hurt. That run game just deteriorated. They too finesse so, one. That's what it yeah. is, the Cardinals. They're too finesse. They and I think ever... Cliff Kingsbury, let's be real, Max. I mean, I know you what? have been more critical than me. I just think people figured them out. Like, yeah. No shit. You run the same plays week in, week out. It's like Chip Kelly, yeah. bro. He's much better coach Chip Kelly. But it's like, man. After week six, we've seen their fucking offense, and people know what it is, and that's what they do. That's what they do to Cliff. You got to adapt or die in the NFL. That's the name of the game: adapt yeah. or die. Yeah, but it, it's going to be tough for the Cardinals, man. I'm, I'm interested to see where they go. I know everyone chalks up Kyler to be a top ten quarterback. I'm on the edge, man. I'm on the edge. You know, it's kind of surprising what just one weekend of football does, and I know it's been over the course of a couple weeks. But the two guys that have really shined in a part of not being a top 10 quarterback for me that's making me hesitate is number one, Dak Prescott, and number two, Kyler Murray. Both part of teams who just didn't look good down the stretch. And for two different reasons. I mean, the Cardinals were actually losing, 
But the Cowboys, they were winning, but everyone said, and it was part of the reason why they lost to the Niners, the offense didn't look great. They were struggling, even though they were in the number one offense, which is crazy to think about. But, yeah. Remember, Billy, I would be afraid to get smacked as well. 5'8", 170, getting hit by college all-stars. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a munchkin, bro. He's a fucking munchkin. And it, it scares you to death, bro. It scares you to death when you see games like that. Any other thoughts on the Cardinals, Max? Nothing on the Cardinals, just for the Rams. Like we said about this game, this game is the type to be like a jumping off point. And right now, the Rams are looking really, really good. And Cam Akers, shout out to him coming back in six months on that Terrell sizzle. That's, that's fucking insane. Coming back in like six months from an Achilles. Is that They're the last good. guy that you can think of that's came back that quick? I oh, couldn't that, think of anyone. You, did you think of Terrell Suggs? I forgot about Terrell Suggs. Because he came back to the Super Bowl. I'm going to look up when he did it. Because I know he came back pretty late in the year. Like, that's insane. Like, I, I, I'm not sure how... You know, I'm not a freaking doctor over here, but I don't know what, like, Achilles tears are certain, like, grades of tear, but he tore his freaking Achilles, bro. Like, to me, as a sports fan, that's a year. Automatic. This dude came back in freaking five months. Like, what the fuck? I I think that's just, like, there's been a lot of talk about season-ending injuries and guys keep coming back, and it's just, like, we saw J.J. Watt out there who didn't really do much, but he came back. I think just modern medicine is just impacting the game so much more. I want, it says here, and I know it's Wikipedia. It says he, Terrell Suggs came back in five and a half months from a torn Achilles. That's, that's crazy. crazy I I, I do remember that because he tore it in playing basketball, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. What's crazy is he's like two eighty coming back. Yeah. Not like, I just think it's crazy because he's so, let's be fair. Let's be fair. I mean, both of them, I mean, running back and defensive end, that's a lot of lateral movement. Oh, a lot of explosion. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of explosion, of man. So props, props that's to Cam man. Akers, bro. That that was that was gutty. That was fucking gutty as shit. He's so much better than Sony Michelle. It's insane. Not even close. It's not even close. As for the Rams, I know you're giving them a lot of praise. I I don't. I still don't trust them. To be honest, I, I thought they played it very conservative. I thought it was more imploding about by the Cardinals. Uh, Matthew came Stat- out and kicked their ass though for like three, like a two yeah, quarters, they did. and then it was they like, did. why you don't have to play aggressive? I mean, they're supposed to kick their ass though. Like I, no, I felt I like mean, they- they're not though. Arizona was a good team all year till like the end. I, I felt like it was more of Car- the Cardinals losing than the Rams dominating. That's just right. my opinion. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get their ass kicked by, by uh, the Bucks. Well, what uh, do we get Mike- into it, Juan? Mike saying real it? LA team. <laughs> LA has no real football team. Yeah, well, come on. I mean, LA's real football team plays in Vegas. Mike, let's Pitt. be real. I know you'll love the Chargers going back to San Diego instead. <laughs> instead of LA. <laughs> yeah. And memory is on, I think, McVeigh, don't trust Stafford. Wouldn't be surprised, man. Uh, let's get in some of these matchups, bro. Let me go ahead and put this full screen. Uh, so we're starting off with the Bengals and Titans. Oh man, is this one is this one easier than everyone thinks? Like, are no, we all overthinking so. the Titans? I don't think so. I think it's going to be a close game. Henry's back, right? 
He is back, yeah. Hasn't played in a minute. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, offense. I don't know, man. I'm I'm thinking Titans. I I've liked the Titans all year because they just find ways to win. Like to me, Mike Vrabel is just a lot better than Zach Taylor at this point. And I'm gonna lean on that. And just the way the game is gonna be managed. I just like the Titans in this situation, bro. The thing that scares me is obviously the health, bro. Like, the health absolutely fucking scares me with Julio, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry. Like, there's a chance, like, all three of those guys get hurt in the first half. Would that be crazy? (laughs) Like, that's the way it's been going all year. (laughs) What about you, Max? Should we get to some of the keys of the game? Go ahead. What do you think is like the big matchup? Because for me, I think it's the Titans secondary. And you look at the secondary, it's not you're you're not like, wow, those are the most talented guys. But you've always liked Christian Folson since his LSU days. Janoris Jenkins, Buster Screen, Kevin Byard versus Jamar Chase T. Higgins and CJ Ushmanzada. CJ Ushmanzada. CJ Uzama, <laughs> excuse me. And Tyler Boyd. Jamar Chase had a big game against the Raiders, but I think Mike Rabel, especially. He's just like he comes from Belichick. He's like, we're gonna take away Jamar Chase. We're gonna take him away. Now you're gonna have to beat us with T. Higgins, and I think it's gonna be key. Can T. Higgins have a big game? And you know what the Bengals do? One, they get explosive plays. They had the second most explosive plays of forty plus yards. They had sixteen plays of forty plus yards, second in the NFL. Yeah, like we, like you said, and you guys did this. You did not let the Bengals get easy plays that were explosive. So do that, Titans. I mean, the Bengals, they're explosive. Big play Bengals. I I just, I don't think, it, it's kind of like the matchup last week where they're going to have to be patient. And I just feel like as a game plan standpoint, the Titans are going to execute it 10 times better than the Raiders did. I think and the Titans. a lot Titans more just, talent on that. Yeah, just line. a lot more talent on the outside. Like, Come on, Jamar Chase was doing this against Brandon Faison and freaking no-name corners for the Raiders. Like, I just feel like all the way around, the Titans match up just a lot better. And the only thing that you're really going with with the Bengals, if you're arguing against this, is like Joe Burrow. Like, he's on a... He's on a mission right now. Like he hasn't threw an uh, interception in the last like six games. It's just going to be that kind of year. Like we've been kind of calling it all year, Max. Like who are the Bengals this year? They're the Atlanta Hawks. They're a team that's like a year ahead of uh, the schedule. And it's just their year. Like as far as getting it, getting into the AFC championship. I just, I think it ends here though. Just the coaching aspect the the talent all the players that the titans are getting back like they're they're the number one seed for a reason i don't think they're a fluke how afraid are you if you're a Bengals fan excuse me how afraid of you how afraid of the uh, titans defensive line are you because when i look at it there's just so much talent you got guys like Danico autry landry uh, bud dupree and, and simmons 
that's going to be a long day for a very shaky offense line. And I know Max Crosby's really good in Yannick, but you guys don't have the inside presence of the other two guys. And if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm worried. That's really worrisome because if you can get to Burrow, that's how you stop these guys because they can't pass protect really. Yeah. I like Jeffrey Simmons. You know what, though? The Bengals did a lot a lot better against pass rushers last last week against Crosby and, and Yannick. A lot better than I thought. Like, I thought Isaiah, Isaiah Prince, for the most part, stood his ground. And as far as, like, guys getting, like, chips, like, as far as the approach that they took, I thought the Bengals executed everything to the T. Like, they gave what the Raiders, um, they, they took what the Raiders gave them, and they made sure Max Crosby and Yannick didn't ruin the game. Like constant chips with Joe Mixon and CJ Uzama, the tight end. But I just feel like Titans, they're they're not vanilla like the Raiders, bro. They no, got they more things exotic. to throw. They love to throw those stunt. You know how they're one of the best stunt teams as far as the defensive line goes in the league that I know of. Like they love running like crazy shit up front. And like I said, dude, I think the only chance that the Bengals have is the Joe Burrow show. And I just don't think they're going to let him. It's a lot easier one to negate an edge rusher than a defensive tackle or two of them. I'll say that because, like, I agree with you. Mixon was chipping. Uzama was chipping, staying in to help with Crosby. But it's a lot harder to do that to guys like Jeffrey Simmons. And that's going to yeah. be key if they can hold up, like we were saying. I was, it kind of sound like a broken record because you're like, you have to protect the quarterback. But the Bengals really have to because they're – I know they can run the ball, but Tennessee can defend against the run, and Tennessee is stingy as hell. The Bengals need to be a hell of a lot better one in the red zone. You can't kick four field goals. You got to get some yeah. points on the board. It's just too many good opportunities. And my last thing before we pick the game, or at least I pick the game, do you think the Titans come out rusty? I don't think so. I think Vrabel's going to have them ready to play. Yeah, I don't think so either. And uh, the good thing about the Titans right now – is the last time that Derrick Henry played, they had no second running back. They legitimately got three solid running backs now. They got, of course, Henry. Foreman's not that bad. You mean poor man's Henry? Poor man's Henry. <laughs> and, you know, I, I like what they bring to the table. So let's say, like, Derrick Henry is rusty. They're, they're going all in against the run. Like, I think, like, Foreman or... The other scat back that they have, I'm, I'm forgetting the name. For oh, a little Lex change Hilliard. of pace. Yes, yeah. uh, Hilliard. Like, I think they'll be a good, like, tandem. And it doesn't have to go all on Henry. Especially for his first game back in about four months. And real quick, I, I forgot to mention this. A.J. Brown and Julio Jones can make plays. Especially A.J. Brown. They better cover yeah. up. Welcome to the show, Brian. Uh, Brian's a diehard Bengals fan, man. He's, I noticed always from the hat he was wearing. Away. Yeah. <laughs> but he's saying the Bengals didn't play their best last week. Titans are not as great as the record suggests. Have lost to some bad teams. This is a closer call than just going Titans. Just saying. I agree I with mean, that. I agree with that, Brian. But I got to say this, and you're and like against you. There won't be an inappropriate, what's it called? Incidental whistle, accidental yeah. whistle to <laughs> give you off seven free points. Thank God, Boger, Booger, <laughs> whatever the done, freak bro. his name is, he is not going to be refing this game. I mean, to his <laughs> point, 
I think, yeah, throughout the season, they've been inconsistent. But part of that reason why is because they were missing their three best players. A lot of injuries. Julio, AJ Brown, and Derrick Henry were all out. A lot of injuries. You know, that's a lot of the games that they dropped. They were just, you know, trying to stay above float. And it's so amazing that they even beat, uh, got the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, it's still crazy. But yeah, shout out to the Bengals, man. Shout out to Brian. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm excited to watch the game, man, because it's playoff football and don't be surprised with an upset, man. It's the NFL. So you going with the upset? No, I'm still going with the Titans. <laughs> okay. Then that's all mine. So don't make it sound like there's an upset coming. What's your score? I'm going to go Titans 24 Bengals 13. Wow, that if they can hold the Bengals at 13 points, you got to think the Titans have a really good chance of winning one. Yeah. I think I'll the go, turnover, the turnover thing is gonna wind up biting the Bengals finally. They they've been getting away from some turnovers. I think this is the game Joe Burrow finally throws some. I'm gonna go 21 to 27. And I would like to coin the Bengals one as BPB, big play Bengals. I don't know if you like that, but I think we should go with it. BPB? Yeah. I mean, if they win, we're going to say BPP a lot. B-P-P. I mean, they're, they're, playing, they're playing with house money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's they're, what kind of aids them. They're just like, we don't feel pressure. We, we're not supposed to win. We're good. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. a dangerous team sometimes. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to... I mean, everyone's. I, I wish this game was on Sunday. Me and Max are going to be back in the dungeon on Sunday if all plans go accordingly. Uh, we wanted to watch this game, but unfortunately, it's on Saturday. I got work on Saturday. I'll be still watching the game on my phone or listening some way or another. No, Juan will not be Juan's one work. Watching. Juan will be diligently doing his job. Exactly. On, but I, don't, don't sell I mean, yourself look, out like that. Don't be a mark. <laughs> Let's move on to the Packers and the Niners, man. I like to call this the kryptonite game because Aaron Rodgers is 0-3. Against the 49ers in postseason play. You got the Kaepernick game. And you got the two Niner games where what the the Raheem Moster, right? No, I think I think it's two Kaepernick games. Oh, it's two Kaepernick. Wow. One where he like unleashed on the ground, and one one I think he went into Lambo. And that the one was crazy. Niners beat that at. I mean, it was a close game. And then we have the game where he mostered still running because, like, that's just ridiculous. That's so, the game where Jimmy G threw, like, four passes and they won? Yeah. Where he and did the I, original Mac Jones? I'm the I'm the betting man. Are we going over under for 10, 10 pass attempts for Jimmy G this game? I think it will be more than 10 <laughs> this year. I think Packers are a little <laughs> bit better than that. Year. Is that really the over under? Because I'll take over all day. <laughs> no, it's probably a lot higher than that. But, um, yeah, dude, I mean – I think it's a great narrative with Aaron Rodgers trying to beat down the Niners because I just think over the over the past couple of years, the Packers just have not matched up well with the 49ers. And earlier we we're talking about the Cardinals on how like they're soft or like quote unquote finesse team. I think the Packers have just been a finesse team ever since Aaron Rodgers has been on the team. I wouldn't ever consider them a physical team they've always been finesse and i think this year for the first time 
the defense kind of showed us a little bit different this year throughout the year. I know they haven't been good the last part of the season, but there were signs in the middle of that where you're like, damn, like Green Bay's defense is really freaking good. So I don't think they're as finesse as, as years past. Another guy that's a contribute to that, A.J. Dillon. Dillon, A.J. Dillon, AJ your Dillon. boy. <laughs> I mean, he brings a physicality factor to it. It's Lambo. It's going to be freezing. What's what's the weather oh. like for this game? Oh, yeah. oh sh- shockingly, one, it'll be 21 with a chance of snow. Jesus that's great. Christ. <laughs> yeah, of course. I can't wait for that. I mean, that'd be dope to go to a game there. I mean, it would freeze yeah. your ass off. One, you've already froze your ass off at a football game. We won't go into it yeah. right now. But yeah. I like what you said, one, and I would agree with you about the Packers have been a finesse team for most of Aaron Rodgers' career. And when they played early in the year, and it kind of sucks. They played in week three, right? These teams weren't who they're – the Packers were who they were going to be, but the Niners kind of had to go through some shit. Like, they held the Niners to 67 rush yards, and the primary back was Trey Sermon, and Debo Samuel wasn't even a running back back then. But – that's a, is that a good sign? I mean, can, can you take that? Can what do you gather from that? Because the Packers were going to lose this game, and then Aaron Rodgers made magic the last week of the season, right? But, so, like, do you take anything? It's like, well, that's a good building block. We held them to seventy rush yards, but I don't like think new- so. I, I I don't think so. Too early in the year. Um, one thing that that is for sure that you can translate to this game is the 49ers have been struggling with the pass game all year. Avery Thomas, it's been part of bad corners, and it's been... Oh, against the pass, you're saying? Yeah, against the pass. Okay, okay. And Devontae okay. Adams killed him, like, before he got hurt. Like, he he was killing him. He's been killing everyone. This <laughs> what, year. do you have, like, 14 catches last game? Yeah, I mean, something crazy like that. <laughs> so, my whole thing is, what are the Packers going to come out and do? Are they going to fool themselves and be like, you know what? This team is physical. They're going to come try to punch us in the mouth. Because that's what the Niners did to the Cowboys last week. They came out. They punched them in the mouth. Straight up. That's what happened. And the Cowboys never responded. Are the the Packers going to? Yeah, the first drive. And what are the Packers going to do to come out and set the tone for this game? You kind of seen it in one of the the, best games of the year on Thursday Night Football. With the Cardinals, Cardinals and Packers. I don't know if you remember that game. It was close to Halloween. I think it was in like October. They came out smash mouth football with AJ Dillon. I believe AJ Dillon had like the first like five or six carries. I'm curious to see how they start off this game if they get the ball first. Like, are they going to run, run, run with AJ Dillon, try to set the tone? Or are they going to get pass happy and try to get Devontae? on an island against Avery Thomas because Avery Thomas has been getting burned all fucking year. I think a big key one is just going to be exactly what you said. And I think when we look at the Packers this year, I think for this game especially, I need Kenny Clark to have the game of his life. I need Rashawn Gary to do what he's been doing all year. Zadarius Smith won, should be back for this game. Preston Smith's going to be back. Bro, I'll hit the injuries real quick because it's a big thing. Fred Warner said he's good to go. Nick Bosa still in concussion protocol. Kyle Shannon said it looks good, but he won't say anything else. So if they don't have Bosa, that's huge. And the Niners and the Packers, Randall Cobb's coming back for this game. Jair Alexander's coming back. MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, 
and David Bakhtiari is back for this game one. That's huge for to get Bakhtiari back because this O line hasn't been good in in Green Bay, and to get a stalwart back where they kind of be like we don't have to worry about Bakhtiari, and maybe it'll be a little rough in the early goings. First game back, get his feet underneath him. But like you said, man, the Packers have to not be stupid. They have to come out. And if it's a snowy game, go out there and run the ball a little bit. Just let the physicality of your team take over. Let's see how tough they really are, the Packers, man. And honestly, I think it hurts the Niners if it snows because then you don't have to worry about Jimmy throwing. Do you trust Jimmy G to throw in the elements one? You barely trust him to throw in fucking a dome. Yeah, and you're right on cue, Max. You're right on cue with, you know, we got to bring up the Jimmy G factor. Is this a game where Jimmy G loses the game for them? Because um, he almost did last week. He if he, he threw a good the whole season. Kittle, the whole season he, has been on Jimmy G. Like they're good when he plays good, they're bad when he plays bad. Like what is Jimmy gonna do? Is he gonna fuck up the game? It's always an aspect with the Niners. And he played and good last week for three quarters, and did. then at the worst time he threw a pick. Yeah. And I know this is crazy to think of, but I think the Niners are just happy to be here. I really do because, you know, everyone's saying all the pressure's on the, on the Packers. The Packers have been going 13-3 and three every year and haven't been to the Super Bowl. And the Niners are playing with house money. You know, the Niners, a couple, there were just, there are a couple weeks off of getting beat by a Titans team on Thursday night with just A.J. Brown. Being down 17 points to the Rams in a must-win game and almost throwing away the game last week against a Cowboys team who we feel like was imploding. So it's not crazy to think if the Packers just come out and beat their ass. It's really not, especially with all the injuries, and we'll see how that goes. But Niners are playing with house money. And I want to get into some of the the storylines, I should say, if a team loses. Okay. Packers, say they lose this game. What happens with Rodgers? Last game in it. Last game in Green Bay, potential. Really? I mean, I think it's on the table. I would say he'd come back, but like, if you lose this game, you're like, why am I going to come back? We can't win. But at the same time, it's like, where's a better fit? Like, what's a better team out there? No, I think that's the storyline. I, I mean, I agree with you. It's a, it's the biggest storyline. Yeah. And then on the other side with the 49ers, I mean, let's say Kyle Shanahan wins this game. This has to be one of the biggest wins of his career. Like, winning on the road against Green Bay against a guy in LaFleur that he knows really well. I mean, everyone's talking about this week, that little coaching tree that came from Washington with McVay, LaFleur, and Shanahan. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be huge for, for, for Kyle Shanahan, bro. Like, I think this is like career-altering where how do you look at Kyle Shanahan? Because right now he's like the pretty boy on the block that's still trying to earn his stripes, EYS. Earn your stripes. You know what I mean? Like, he's not Andy Reid yet. Like, a lot of people try to crown him like that, that he's, you know, Andy Reid. But let's see some wins. Let's see some big-time victories. And this on the road against Green Bay, I mean, that's perfect for your resume, bro. 
Can I add a storyline to the Niners? Yeah. They win this game. Does Jimmy G come back? Fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh, my goodness. I like that, Hugh. Loyal fan right there. But, I mean, I think it's – I think, I'm think i not even trying to joke. I'm just saying, like, I feel like if you win this game, it's like, hey, this guy just struggles to the NFC Championship game. This locker room loves him. And, I mean, I think it's a discussion. I mean, to me, if that's the case, it's one of the worst decisions of trade trading all those picks. So who plays first, Jordan Love or Trey Lance? Who's going to start first for their team if you had a bet? <laughs> Trey Lance. I mean, that's I mean, just, I feel like they lose this game. You're like, bet. Jordan Love, here we come, baby. It's, I mean, I, I think it's it'll be interesting how it plays out because there's so many times we think it's going to happen. One, it's like, no, something happens. Part it's of like, me wants to say, like, Trey Lance winning this game or Trey Lance. If the Niners win the Super Bowl, which I know it's far fetched, you know, but if they win the Super Bowl, like, to me, I don't think the picks really matter. Like, you got a no, Super Bowl. No, you're good. You know? But, we'll just be critical in two years when it's just like right, bad. Right. Like, why the fuck did they trade right. two first round picks for a player it'll who be didn't nuts. Even help it, them? It'll be nuts because right now, what's what's Jimmy G's value? If the season ended today, fourth round pick. If that, if, if he wins this game, what does his draft? What does his stock go he up? A late third. You late third if you win this game. I think at most you'll get a late third. At most, <laughs> Same, like. It, it depends how they win it, right? If he plays good exactly. and they win, it's like, oh, okay. Like if if they win and fucking Elijah Mitchell runs the ball for like fucking 40 <laughs> times and he throws it four or five times, like, exactly. no, your stock is still not up, my guy. It just means like the Niners are so talented in other aspects. I'm excited, man. Debo Samuel, uh, he's been on a tear. got to obviously look at What that. about Kittle? But, you got any thoughts about Kittle? He's been quiet. Last couple weeks, he's been quiet, but he's always going to impact the game with his blocking. Yeah, he's one of the I, best. If I'm the Packers, you got to make sure he stays quiet. Yeah, make sure exactly. in the in the passing game anyway. Yeah. Honestly, there's not really much. There's not really many storylines. I mean, there's nothing left really to talk about. Like we can talk about more key matches, but to me, it's just about the run game and the Packers because they we've seen this matchup before. To me, that's what it is. It's a make it or break it matchup. I think that's of all the games, this is the one matchup that is like the ultimate key. Like if you yeah. had to like rank them in importance, it's the number one. Packers stopping the run game. Exactly. Oh man, I can't. But wait. I'm going with the Packers. So, one, I'm going to pick. You going with the Packers? I'm going Packers. Twenty-seven. I, I wish. I wish you could go to the Niners. <laughs> what was your score? Twenty-seven, fourteen. I think they're going to stop them, man. Okay. And no, yeah, I'm not I... being a fucking hater, Joey. I just picked your team to lose <laughs> one time. I pick my own team to lose all the time. No, I, I think so, too. I think this is, you know, obviously, like, get the monkey off my back kind of game for for Aaron Rodgers. I hope to see him, like Steve Young did, get the monkey off your back in a big it's game for LaFleur like this. Too, it's for everybody yeah. on that Packer team, really. Yeah. And, you know, this, this is just the start of getting to that Super Bowl. Like, it's just like this, this kind of win catapults you, like, as going to the Super Bowl because the Niners are very talented besides the quarterback position. They're they're one of the best, dude. So th- this is going to be big. I got Packers 31, Niners 20. Even if the score plays out like our scores, I think it's going to be close. The whole It's going to be a lot closer than the score, unless it's like a field goal. 
Like, even if it's like two touchdowns, it'll be a close game and they get a late touchdown, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's move on to Sunday. Sunday morning football. All right. We got the Rams and we got the Bucks. Like I said, I'm going to start it off just like this. The Rams, they don't impress me. They really don't. Um, I think it was more of the Cardinals losing more than them winning. Matt Stafford still scares me a little bit. I like the tweak that they did in, did in the offense. It looked like Jared Goff was playing quarterback again, you know, just letting the defense <laughs> feast and having a run game. It really did look like Jared Goff plus out there, but I'm, I'm already leaning towards the bucks in this game. I think the bucks are going to have a game plan for Matthew Stafford and I like how Brady and the offense looks. I like how Mike Evans looks. like Mike Evans looks healthy and that's huge for them because we all know about the Antonio Brown and the Chris Godwin loss. Like Mike Evans is going to be a big contributor if they're going to want to repeat. What are your thoughts? I'm actually impressed with the Rams one. And I, I agree with you. There's some implosion by the Cardinals, but they came out there. They kicked their ass. That, to me, is going to give me a little bit of confidence. I know it might be a slight overreaction, but I've always liked the Rams' talent. And I need the Rams' stars to be stars. We say that with the Rams every week. This this is a team that's built on stars. I know they have a lot of good players, but when you trade all your draft capital for Matthew Stafford, Odell, who I know they signed, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, do you need those guys to be big? Jalen Ramsey's got to have a big game. You got to shut down Mike. If you can shut down Mike, yeah, Rams house, Juan. Come on, man. <laughs> Who's ha- is that what they say at the Rams games? Who's house? Who's house? Rams. Rams. It's everyone house else's house, technically, that. but whatever. We dig it. But the, for the Bucks one, I like I said, Ryan Jansen got banked up against the Eagles. Tristan Wirfs is in a boot, has a slight chance to play, says Bruce Arians. That's a huge question mark for me. If you got to put in your backup right tackle, Brady, we know he needs to clean off, like he needs to be kept clean. Tristan Wirfs is one of the best, if not the best, to do it at right tackle. You don't want Von Miller and Leonard Floyd to get free rushes at your quarterback, like the Super Bowl against the Chiefs. So that to me is going to be key. Can they protect Brady? Especially this Rams team is talented. They get a lot of sacks, they get a lot of pressure. You they got Aaron Donald on. Is, is that all I need to say? <laughs> and I'm going to throw yeah. out about the matchup because that matchup, it was early in the season. Deshaun Watson had Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Jackson had 120 yards. Let's just throw it out. Oh, can we agree? We're not going to. Yeah, that was early. That was like, what, week three? Correct. The only thing I take away is the Rams D line kicked the Bucks O line's butt. And I want to see if that happens again. And I'm a little, a big question mark of running back for the Bucks one. Big question mark. Yeah. People people are not talking about it enough. Is this potentially Brady's last game? Could be. Yeah, why not? He's it 45. What the fuck's he got left to do? <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, I'm not I'm not bearing to be a dick, but I'm saying like, what else has he got to prove? He yeah. got nothing to prove. Yeah, and you kind of said it in um all the talent that the that the Rams acquired this year. This is what it's I, for. All the pressures on them. I felt like they got more to lose than the Bucks. As crazy as that sounds, but the Bucks can easily be like uh, the AB shit. A lot of injuries, especially if Tristan Wirfs doesn't play. A lot of injuries, you know, it's just not our year, not our year. And 
the Rams, on the other hand, it's like, like you said, they're all in. And I, I just haven't liked what I've seen all year. There hasn't been a moment this year where besides in the early parts of the season with Stafford, like this Bucks game, I haven't really seen it. Like them really impressing me. Like saying, oh shit, like the Rams look fucking good. I I just I really don't. I like how Jamel Dean and the Bucks secondary is playing right now. I think they're gonna have a game plan for Cooper Cup. As great as Cooper Cup is, because he's so fucking amazing and one of the most underrated receivers in the league right now. But what do the Bucks feast on? It's turnovers. That and turnovers, bro. I mean, I just feel like they can be a very good person if you want turnovers. Like in the in the terms of he's going to throw you the ball a couple times. Yeah. And that's, I just, I, I don't trust Stafford. I trust Brady more. I trust the Bucks more. Do you think I, the Rams can run the ball at all? Not against this defense. Not against them. They're, I think but, if they can get 75 yards of Cam Akers, they're in a really good spot. Because I like the Rams a lot, but when they're one-dimensional, it's when they get scared. Because Antoine Winfield's really good. Jordan Whitehead's really good. Carlton Davis. Maybe they need Odell to be Odell. And I mean, what do you think of Odell? I know you've never been, neither of us have been the biggest fans of him, a lot of the shenanigans, but could he actually be a key matchup in this game against whoever's? <laughs> yeah. Guarding? He's, look, Odell's still good. And I think it just screams out how bad Baker Mayfield is, what happened to him. And I think that's that's how bad Baker is. Odell wasted his career on the Browns. Once he stepped foot on the Rams, he's been a completely different player. Yeah, he hasn't been 2014, Odell. Well, that's a lot to ask for. Six years and, ago. It's a long yeah, time. I mean, NFL. that's a long Seven time years ago. ago. Yeah, injuries. Um, not, to, not to even put in perspective, he hasn't even been there that long. Like, the off... The more, the more time he's going to be in that offense, the more plays are going to be available for him. A lot of the stuff that's drawn up for Cooper Cup, Odell just probably doesn't get those looks because he hasn't been in the offense that long. So there's that aspect. But Odell's a factor, man. He's I won't say he's 2014 back, but he's back in a sense where he's going to be able to impact the game. And I love the I'm, play I'm they did. I love the play they did because they stole it from the Giants where Odell threw a touchdown to Saquon <laughs> yeah. Barkley. That was the exact same play. That was awesome. Yeah, who are you gonna lean towards? Well, I said I know you're leaning towards the Bucks, but I sway you at all. That are you just are you just a stubborn? You did like I'm going Bucks. You Seriously. didn't convince. I me. am I'm going a- with the freaking Rams one. <laughs> Twenty-one well, to eighteen. Depending on how we pick this Chiefs and Bills game, that's a game that I'm gonna get up on you. I'm rolling with the goat, man. Straight up, I'm rolling with the goat. I think at worst he's gonna go to the at least the NFC Championship. We'll most likely have a rematch of last year. It's going to be Bucks and Packers. I think all along those have been the two best teams in the NFC, and we're going to get that Brady and Rodgers matchup. Bucks, Bucks twenty eight, Rams twenty one. 
There's not a game you look at in all this slate and you're like, oh, this is a bad game, right? You're pretty confident about all the games. Like you're happy. Yeah, the about worst all game the is is the Bengals and Titans, but I would argue like that's a pretty interesting game. Like if you've been watching football all year, it's an interesting ass game because you so know, too. like, yeah, it, it's gonna be good. I mean, everyone, the the casual football fan, is probably not gonna you know care for the Titans and Bengals, but I'm definitely interested. shout out to and Joey right there. Shout out one. to Joey. Shout out to Chris. Uh, I work. McCall, I'm a casual kidding, fan all, all week. EYS, dog, earn your stripes out there, casuals. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong. Ain't nothing wrong with being the casual, bro. Ain't nothing you got, at all. There's levels to this shit. There's earn your stripes, bro. Hashtag EYS. You got to go through tough times. We got a Bengals fan in here, bro. How about you guys ask him, EYS, bro, how many stripes he's earned? He's been through some fucking tough shit. That's why the Bengals so, got all them stripes on them jerseys. They earned that exactly, shit. Exactly, bro. You got to earn your Remember when the Browns stripes. had to earn their stripe in the preseason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't earn shit that year. <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's move on to, like Mike on, uh, Mike on the mic said, bro, Bills Mafia. Hashtag Bills Mafia, man. Oh, man. This, this, is, this is exciting. This is potentially like, this can be a Super Bowl. Honestly, on how big these teams are. Bills and Chiefs. Super Bowl matchup. Super quarterback matchup. Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen. It can't get any better than this, dude. Josh Allen is turning into one of my favorite quarterbacks, Max. I got to be. I'm a prisoner of it, bro. I know last year you were fucking egging me on to. Come on this fucking train. Come on the wagon. I'm on the wagon. I'm strapped up. I'm ready for fucking takeoff, bro. <laughs> I am fucking... I am hitching my motherfucking trailer to this wagon. Because I'm feeling fucking... I, I'm feeling good about the Buffalo Bills, man. I Everyone's argument about the Chiefs is going to be... The Chiefs are going to get it together this game. The Chiefs are going to show why... They are the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to awaken. We've been saying that all year. And I just think this is a different version of them, bro. And I think the version of the Chiefs this year is not a recipe to beat the Bills of this year. Like, if you're talking about the 2018-1920 Chiefs, I feel confident against this Bills team. Because I'll be like, they're just going to outscore them. I don't feel that way about this Chiefs team. I really don't. Against a defense in the Bills who, like we always say, Max, I know they're first in everything. Any defensive category, you see right here, they're first, 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 13th, 11th. You know, they're fucking amazing stats-wise. But what do we say, Max? Got to look deeper in the numbers. Like, they're not as good as their numbers say. But one thing that they are good at, they're good at getting the ball like the turnover department. And Patrick Mahomes has just been loosey-goosey with the fucking ball all year. And that's what scares me. I feel like it's going to come down to a turnover in this game. Who Like, who's going to blink first, as people like to say? And I think the Chiefs are going to blink first, man. The, the only matchup that I like on the Chiefs side is Andy Reid. That's it. Like, they got the coaching advantage against Sean McDermott. But... 
Sean McDermott angry because Andy refired his ass in Philadelphia. It's a little revenge True. game. Play hard against your old boss right there. <laughs> Dable, too. I, mean, I think Dable's a, a Reed disciple, honestly. is it? I think he might be. I think you're right. Yeah, he might be. I want to say this one, and I'll jump into storylines and keys of the game. I think there's only one key to this game, one. It's who's got the better right arm and maybe feet. Josh Allen, <laughs> Joshua Allen versus Patrick Mahomes the second. Yeah. It's it's those two, man. These teams are predicated on those two players. We saw these teams play earlier in this year. I'm going to throw it out. The Bills whooped that ass. Yeah. I don't know what the Chiefs defense. I know they played good against Pittsburgh one. I know they held that really offensive right. potent team to nothing. That Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh my god. How did you can't they throw stop the ball five him. yards, but whatever. Josh <laughs> Allen's a different breed than Big Ben at this point in their career. Josh yeah. Allen has been the best quarterback, in my estimation, this year, other than Aaron Rodgers. I think he's been better than Mahomes this year. It's not who's a better quarterback, but with the arms and legs, who does it better than Josh Allen? Who does it better? And, Mike, we kind of answered your question right there. Which was more impressive, the Bills – what they did against New England or what the Chiefs did against the Pittsburgh. Oh, what the Bills defense. did. Absolutely. Yeah. What the Bills did. I think yeah. the Steelers is a little overrated. But like yeah. you said, real quick one, I'll, I'll let you go. I'm sorry. When you said Patrick Mahomes really loosey-goosey with the ball, the Steelers fans had hope for like 15 minutes that game because the Chiefs in general just do stupid shit. Patrick Mahomes gets a ball bad at pick. Uh, the uh, the running back fumbles on Nicole Hardman hand an exchange, which was just a pleasure to watch. Nicole Hardman play quarterback for one snap. It's just if that happens, man, I don't have I don't have as much confidence as the Chiefs in a in like a big game against a good team scoring twenty one real quick. I don't think this Chiefs team can do it like the old team the yeah. old teams. That last part you said, the whole twenty one points, that's where you lost me. That's what not lost me. Like I, I disagree with you, but I'm saying like they're not gonna be able to score. Like I trust them in a big game. It's not against this opponent. Like the Bills can outscore you. I think like Josh and, Allen scares the living shit out of me, bro. And, and I know Patrick Mahomes won through five touchdowns in 10 minutes against an awful team. Against a team that did not deserve to be in the playoffs. The Bills team is good. They went to the championship game last year. And I don't, there's not a quarterback playing better than Josh Allen. What he did, he played the perfect game. Yeah. And, and people and need to recognize. And shit. Yeah, and people, people don't give credit because he's Buffalo, and then when he came out, you can't teach accuracy and all this bullshit. Yeah. Juan was saying too. Just want to throw that at him. Real I was, quick. I he was. Didn't... It's just a matter Look, of who's. How do the Chiefs stop Josh Allen? Is there a way? No, no. There's there's four great players in in four great quarterbacks in in the playoffs right now. It's Brady, it's Rodgers, Mahomes, and Josh Allen. And yes, I said Josh Allen. He deserves to be in that elite class. He's fucking amazing, bro. I wish I you you kind of gave me this idea in my head like he's he's the white Cam Newton athletically and no one gives him any credit because he's white. It's like dude, he's athletic as shit. He's fast, he's strong, he can run the ball. Don't get it twisted. I looked he it up a- the other day cuz I was curious. Josh Allen ran like a four seven in the forty. That just seems so freaking slow. Cause he when he's running, dude, he just gets away from people. And then when a cornerback comes up, he's like, I'm two sixty, bro. I'll run you over. I don't care. It's like, you know, we talked about Kyler's a little timid to get hit. Josh Allen's like, please, 
do this. Please hit me. And I know he's a quarterback <laughs> and you get a little scared. But, man, he makes unbelievable throws. He scrambles. He does designed runs. And Patrick Mahomes, he's been a question mark this whole year. There's been like times where he's been managed, which is you're like, wow. And there's been times his chief offense struggled. And it's just not that, like there was never really a game or like a point one where I was like, man, the Chiefs offense is struggling. Like maybe one game, they like the Denver gets them because they go, they sleepwalk through the game. But even on the Patriots a few years ago, they're scoring points, one. They're at 38 points, just trashing whoever is there. Yeah. And this Chiefs team to me has the most questions of a Chiefs team in three years, man. And obviously, you can't slow down Josh Allen if you're the Chiefs. Like, excuse me, you can't stop him. You can hope to slow him down. Maybe you get a bat at ball. Maybe Chris Jones gets gets into his face. And but. I'm kind of I'm kind of liking the. I thought it was a fluke, but I'm liking the run game. What they got going with Singletary. Devin Singletary's playing well. If they get yeah. running yards, these are both two teams who suck at running the ball. I would honestly say that the Bills aren't good at running the ball. Neither are the Chiefs. If they can get whatever team runs better, is going to have a nice little chance to win this game. Like. If the Bills get a big game from Devin Singletary, it's like, wow, we don't expect this, but we get it. We're like, damn, this is awesome. Yeah. And it's so crazy, Max. I know, I know when we first started doing the podcast, we always used to name drop the Warriors with the Chiefs. And maybe it's a little Warriors esque as far as the last year with KD. I know their their run got stopped with injuries, but I think a feeling that throughout that whole year with the Warriors is like, yeah, they're good, but they're just at a certain point where when they turn it on, like that's where you see the, the, the big bad Warriors. I think that's the only thing that people have when they're picking this game and you're looking at this game is, oh, the Chiefs are going to come out. They're going to start scoring points, which is very possible. Like in that Pittsburgh game, it took them to be down seven nothing, and not score on the first like three drives to wake the fuck up, and then they started scoring a bunch of points. So maybe in this game, like Buffalo goes up ten nothing, and hopefully Isn't that they how it wake went last up. year. They went up ten nothing or nine nothing, yeah. and then the Chiefs were like, "Hi, this exactly." Is what we do. we but, they woke up. They're like, "All right, here, let's get this shit together." I Let's think there'll be they a point in this that. game, especially because it's an arrowhead, which is a tough place to play. But the Bills already did it. The Bills know what they what to expect. And even if the Bills get up 14-0 and the Chiefs kind of come back, you can't let the whole thing shift. You have to weather the storm if you're the Bills. The Bills are good at weathering storms. They play in Buffalo. A lot of storms in Buffalo. So weather the Chiefs storm. Let Josh Allen make magic. And I think the Bills have a good chance. Who are you going to pick, Juan? Rolling with the Bills. I am too, baby. Let's go. Ah, I hate I you. I am too. I'm not even changing it. <laughs> I feel like I just need to pick the cheese for the pick'em sake, but I can't. I can't. I, know you I gotta stay legit. I really do feel like the Bills are gonna win this game. I I, I can't trust the Chiefs. If the Chiefs win this game, it's gonna be their most impressive win. Like to me, it's gonna show me like, all right, like these fuckers are just they're a sleeping fucking beast. Mm-hmm. Like. They're just playing dead half of the time. And that's scary to think about. It really is. Like that's that is, that's yeah. the only that's really the only thing. One thing that uh memorabilia brought up in our comment section was I believe Josh Allen on how he takes these hits and he gotta watch out. 
I'm trying to find the comment right here. Here it goes. He says, Bills use Allen too much to get first downs. One hit, and it could change the whole Absolutely season. Absolutely correct. I I kind of disagree. Look. Well, no, he's I right. You, it could change it. But it could. It could. About like, anybody. Right. And I just feel like Josh Allen is one of those players, though. He's controlled when he gets hit. Like, you don't really see him get fucked up. Like, Cam Newton used to get hit. Michael Vick used to get hit. Like, some guys just are horrible at avoiding shit, like, quarterback-wise. I, I think I think you're right. Like, Lamar is a key guy. Kyler never really get popped. Yeah. But I would say this. The refs do a good job. of Like, Allen gets protected a lot better than Cam Newton ever did. I'm just going to say that because it always yeah. bothered me about Cam. But maybe over the course of his life, we see that the hits take a toll. And sometimes it's like one offseason. It's like, damn, this guy looks so different. But right now he's too young. He don't care. He's like twenty five. He can take whatever. Yeah, exactly. What's your score? But, I'm going thirty five twenty four. Buffalo Bills, baby. Dude, me and you are older than Josh Allen. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna go Bills thirty two, Chiefs twenty six. I think it's gonna be go close. Back. No, it's gonna be really close. I I cannot wait. To watch that game. This is the best game to me. To, it's just, I, yeah. I look. I I love Niners and and Packers, but I'm most excited to watch this game because to me, I know I sound like a broken record, and I said it a million times. This is the Super Bowl of the NFL, arguably. Like these can be the two best teams. Uh huh. Absolutely right. Yeah, but I can't wait. Max, is there anything else before? Um, we go. I would like to make you sad one again, or I don't know, maybe you're happy one. Can I ask you about how you feel about your GM? I texted you. You blatantly ignored me, so I'm kind of salty, <laughs> but once known to be a bad texter at times. <laughs> but what do you think? How do you feel about Mike Mayock? Honestly, Max, I, I don't know how I feel because I don't know exactly who he picked they've been nobody has really gave an answer honestly like no one has came out and said and got a report down like mayock this was his pick and he was really pushing for this guy the only thing i've heard is per vic tafer vic tafer is one of the uh beat writers for the raiders he's always by the raiders he's always talking shit honestly fucking hate vic tafer but he was saying that the one that he heard that Mike Mayock was pushing for was the Clean Farrell pick. He was strongly on Devin White. He wanted Devin White. I don't know how much that is true. So I don't you're know. saying Gruden was the one who picked Farrell? Gruden was the one that pulled the trigger on that one. Apparently. This is apparently. Even though I I feel like Clint Farrell's like a Mayock fucking pick. Uh, but I, I feel like a lot of these guys are Mayock picks. Like I feel like Ruggs is a Gruden pick. But Damon Arnett, I feel like definitely is a Gru uh Mayock pick. I just think like I wrote down a lot of the picks, right? And as general managers, you're never gonna bat a million like a thousand percent or a hundred percent. You're never gonna do it, right? Bill Belichick has misses, Howie Roseman has misses. Shout out to Jalen Rager. But like I wrote down, this is this is what I would consider fireable one, and he's had a decent three years. And I don't want to fucking hear about you can miss the fourth pick, but if you hit the hundred six, you're all good. You're all good. 
Because in the same draft, which you're going to bring up because you're an asshole, Cleveland Farrell goes for Max Crosby. And this is what Juan's going to say. I'll do the whole argument. One thing I got to talk. But, I mean, that's who we got. They got the guy. So it's and fine. Renfro. And Renfro. Yeah, they, they got the guys. But to me, you can't miss on the fourth pick in the draft. You can miss on the 106 because, hey, there's been 100 people taken. Now it's getting thinner. When there's the whole talent pool, that's what's egregious to me. But I, I, I think how Arnett went out was really bad look because I think that's a character thing. I don't think Henry Ruggs was a bad dude. He made a really bad mistake because it's not uh, like he was a great player about him, right? Uh, I wouldn't say great player. He was a good player. He no, was saying he wasn't a bad way. dude. Yeah, no, no, no. He wasn't a bad dude, and he was a good player yeah. ascending to be a great player. He Absolutely. was becoming. He was on his way to becoming one of the deadliest deep threats in the NFL. I think Jonathan Abram was a bad pick one. Like that's another miss in the first round. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he made some good picks. There's no doubt he made good picks. He got Josh Jacobs, Trayvon. I would Muller. say Josh Jacobs is a bad pick. I he think would? for value sake. For value sake. Value sake. Okay, I understand that, but he's not for a bad player. Sake. So this is what I was going to ask you. You're more tapped into the Raiders than I am, obviously. Is he the driving force in some of the moves in the free agency? Because this is where I think it's really bad for you guys. Yeah. Like, who was behind AB? I could see Gruden being behind AB. You know, Gruden loves guys. Like, it's a character. Yeah, I love it. It brings me back, Max. I I think a lot of this stuff was Gruden. Just from from the whole, I think the you got to go back to the report when Gruden got fired. There was a report that came out. Now Mayock has 60-40 as far as the. But, man, 40 is still a lot. I mean, no, but like at the end of the day, Max, like Gruden I don't was even the think the 40 all. matters. Like what the fuck is 40, 60? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like at the end of the day, you're just saying like you have the fucking say so. And but it's wouldn't not you suppo- say Mayock was Gruden's guy? Like Gruden was like, we got rid of Reggie. It's not supposed Reggie to McKinsey. be like that though, Max. If anything, it's supposed to be either 50-50 or for the most part, it's supposed to be GM. GM's supposed to have last say. He's the one that's scouting all fucking year. He's the one that's in the fucking film room 24-7. Like, yeah, the coach has a say-so as far as like, hey, what guys fit scheme-wise? What guys fit, you know, height? All all that kind of stuff, you know? And I just think from the get-go, it wasn't a good relationship with John and Mayock. Like, as far as them making decisions. And... I would put more on Gruden than Mayock. I think Mayock is still a great guy. Like I don't I don't think he's a bad talent evaluator. I really don't. I would like him to be in a better position and really show what he can do as far as being the headmaster. Cuz I think yeah, the label said GM, but I don't think he was that. Well, it's kind of like I Frisco, think- right? Yeah, John Lynch is GM, but Kyle Shanahan approves right. the picks before he makes it. Exactly. And this is the last thing I'll say, and we can move on. If Gruden didn't get fired, would Mayock still be there? I think he would be still there. I think this is also a move at, hey, we're looking at you, Jim Harbaugh. You want to I disagree. You can I, pick I, disagree I think it's just that. like, hey, we're going to clean house, and now we're going to bring in a whole new regime, and maybe – I mean, what if Harbaugh said, I don't want Mayock? You don't think they'd fire Mark, him? Mark doesn't – I agree with that, with the whole Harbaugh. That can be a situation – I just think Mark Davis doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, first of all. Second of all, 
Mark still, if he had it his way, Gruden will still be here. Absolutely. He is still pissed off with Gruden. And I think Gruden had to be, he has to be talking to Gruden still. It's not like he closed all communication. I think at the end of the day, he's still talking with Gruden. And he's saying, hey, what should I do with Mayock? I think Gruden was out on Mayock ever since the season started. So there was already mind, Gruden could would still be coach if it like say the emails never came out and Mayock could still be getting back. I think Mayock would still be gone. Okay, would still be gone. That's interesting. Opinion. Yeah, a lot of things. I, I really do really think know so. the whole story. He's been on the hot seat ever since last year. Like he's his ass has been fucking almost on that brink of getting fired. So it, it doesn't surprise me, but. Like you said, Max, the whole Jim Harbaugh thing, that can easily just be the simple answer. Like, hey, Jim's picking his own guy, so we're going to go in a different direction. The, Mark Davis is a fucking idiot, though, man. It's it's so funny. Like, you expect the guy who has no experience with this, no football, near to no football knowledge, and if anything, he has the same football knowledge as we do, and you expect this guy to hire the right guy. It it's it's mind-boggling. It's Al crazy Davis. what that's all I say. He ain't no Al Davis. He's not no Al Davis for sure. Al Davis They're was a football guy. Should we even I don't even know if we should. We're at what? An hour 13. We're going kind of long, but do you want to even, do you want let's to spend like 5 it. minutes? Yeah, uh, let, let's hit some of these comments. Yeah, um, let's do that. Mike said should have kept Mayock. And kept pistachio. I think he means oh, pistachio. I really yeah. quick. That's great. You brought that up. He wrote hand letter, handwritten thank you letters. I'm a big proponent of letters. I wrote like I write people notes and stuff. Like graduated college, I wrote some like thank you letters to people on my own accord, handwritten. I think that's a real classy move. I like Rich Pistachio. That kind of won me over to his side. I, I wouldn't mind seeing him back just for that one. He kind of hates the fact that his daughter took that picture. I bet he does. He's the, he's the type of guy he don't want he don't want people to know that shit. Well, I, I think he, I think it reminds me of John Wooden. You know, if I, I, I watched a couple of documentaries on John Wooden. If you guys don't know who John Wooden is for the audience, John Wooden was the historic uh, basketball head coach for the UCLA Bruins, one of the best college basketball head coaches of all time. John Wooden, one of the greatest people in sports, yeah, of all time. just in general. I mean, look up a John Wooden quote; it'll be a great one. That's how what John Wooden used to do is similar to what Rich Basaccia did. Max Crosby even said it in an interview. He said he would write just guys quotes and inspiration stuff on a piece of paper and put it in their locker. Like that's John Wooden shit. John Wooden will have a saying for each player and a different one for each of them. Not the same one, something specific to them. Write it on a piece of paper and put it in their locker room every single game. That's dope. I respect I mean, that's, that. About that's that class. Dude. That's class. I, re- I respect that about Rich Bisaccia, man. Yeah. Old school. I mean, that's 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 great, bro. And as far as the Bisaccia thing goes, the, the way I'm leaning right now, it's Jim Harbaugh or Bisaccia. If you're not going to hire Jim Harbaugh, go with Bisaccia. I hope I hope if they hire Harbaugh, man, I, I don't mind Basaccia coming. I really hope he gets like a chance with this team, like just coming back in some capacity, man. I think he means a lot to you guys. But what else do you want to hit? 
Uh, he says, new GM for the Rays, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> oh, my God. That I is imploding love... waiting to happen. We would literally have to get on this minute it happened, and Juan would be breaking shit behind him. <laughs> um, you said you wanted to hit Frank Vogel? Make a little do clip you? out of that? I, mean, I and... do, and I kind of don't because I'm just so pissed off at the Lakers, man. I'm so tired of them. No. We'll save this that for is like is this Magic this Johnson Rob Polinka levels firing Frank Vogel? <laughs> oh my god! Like I'll uh, just ask you some questions. Just just answer these questions for me. Did he trade for us? Was Frank Vogel trading for us? No. Is is he had his best second best player all season? AD. No. Then what the fuck's he supposed to do with scrubs? <laughs> He's a scapegoat. I'm just saying, like, bro, ultimate scapegoat. They're like, oh, you're not doing your job. And they're like, oh, we're going to fire him after if he loses. It's not going to fix what is, anything. What's, what's it matter? You won by 10 points. Fuck it. No. Fire him now. What not going to fix anything. And who are we going to go get? Who's the coach out there? It's like, oh, yeah, let's just promote Lionel Hollins or Phil Handy. Like, I would, I thought we would have heard this the first year with Jay Kidd. Like, oh, let's get rid of Vogel. Jay Kidd's right here. Right. It's just stupid Laker bullshit, bro. <laughs> oh, I know. I know Russ dunked on Gobert, guys. I know it was awesome. It was awesome. I loved it. I loved every minute of that dunk. He's still not been good for the Lakers. He's been a disaster. We're locked yeah. into this shit. We can't get better. There's a report we're not going to do anything at the trade deadline. This ain't a championship team unless AD comes back and is like, hey, I'm in the bubble again. Here I am. And Russ learns how to shoot. So unless that shit happens. I guess it's Frank Vogel's fault. You gave him a shitty roster. That's his fault, right? I don't get it, bro. It just pisses me off that we're going to railroad a good coach because the roster sucks around him. No. That's all I got to say. I feel you, man. And we'll get we'll get even more into it when we do a basketball podcast. What do you think? I want to hear what you think real quick. I, I, I don't, It's not going to fix anything. It's not going to fix the goddamn They're thing. putting a Band-Aid on like, hey, I got shot. Yeah, it's not going to do anything. He's the scapegoat. They have to blame somebody. You know, the blame has to go on someone. And unfortunately, it's going to go on Frank Vogel. And the Lakers right now, it's not a complete disaster, but it's getting there. It's getting there. And it's all it's all Palinka and Bronze fault. Those are the two guys you need to point to. Oh, and shockingly, one I don't know if you saw it. Braun was behind the rush trade. No, no nope fucking way, guys. I didn't no know that. Shit. And players and have Bron, players have say you. in fucking player acquisitions. Yeah. And Braun, we <laughs> love you, bro. Me and Juan ride and die with Braun. But sometimes you so close somebody you don't really see them. And I mean, I bet if you ask Braun right now and closed doors behind. Behind closed doors, whatever. Would you want Russ? He'd be like, "What the? Why do we get him?" Like, bro, I would have just thrown in THT for for Dame. I would have been like, "Here you go. We'll give you a couple more pieces and you have Dame." And Dame hasn't even been good. But I'd rather have Dame than Russ. He at least Dame made sense for this team. It's like, oh, he's playing Kyrie's role. Do you really want Russ to just be a scorer? I mean, I know he had a great game against the Jazz. He dunked on Gobert. He was five for 15, 15 points. That's great. It's awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Mike said I mean, you read already, my Instagram post. You you read Mike it. Said you typed it we up got me. one already. Hashtag job finished. <laughs> oh man, it just pisses I, me off. One because you know how much I love this. I love the Lakers as a team, but man, it's like, what do we got, bro? 
What do we have besides LeBron James? Nothing. It's it's bad, but we'll see, dude. We'll we'll see how the season turns out. I'm 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 still in football mode, honestly. Um, I can't wait for the games this weekend. And um, I appreciate everyone stopping by. Mike oh, on yeah. the mic, Brian, uh, memorabilia, ECG. Everyone in the live chat, bro, we greatly appreciate you guys coming through and rocking with us, man. If you guys are new to the channel, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And if you guys are in here right now, hey, on your way out, hit that like button, bro. It helps out a ton, bro. It really hey, does. Straight we're up. extremely grateful. Shout extremely out to grateful everybody for who's been in there. They yeah, go awesome follow. Every, um, I'm not sure if Brian has a channel or memorabilia, but. Uh, go ahead and follow Mike on the Mike Sports, uh, ECG, East Coast Gridiron. Uh, great content, guys. Uh, go ahead and check them out. Uh, audio listeners, hit the subscribe button on there on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Five-star review us. It greatly helps. Uh, can't forget about you audio listeners. Follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, it's on the screen. Audio listeners, it is at Max underscore Juancast. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Or not next week, Sunday. Sunday. We'll be back Sunday. Yeah, Sunday night, we'll be back in the dungeon if plans go accordingly. And um, we can't wait, bro. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your weekend. Everyone be safe out there. Thank you for watching. We out. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.